I want to thank Research FDI for sponsoring today's podcast. They're a globally renowned lead generation firm that helps economic development organizations create real prospects. They've helped over 500 economic development organizations. Let me tell you exactly what they do. They facilitate one-on-one meetings for economic developers with corporate executives who will have projects soon. They can facilitate these meetings to where you travel to the corporate executive's office and meet them there, or you meet them at a trade show, or even have a conference call with them so you don't have to pay for travel. They recently launched a service called FDI 365, which provides you a lead a day of fast-growing companies that will be expanding soon. Their research has helped over $5 billion worth of projects get cited since inception. I encourage you to go to www.researchfdi.com to learn more about Research FDI. As far as I'm concerned, they are absolutely the best lead generation firm in the business for economic developers. Call them at 514-488-3168 and see how Research FDI can help you create real prospects. Hello, this is Chad Chancellor with Next Move Group. Before we begin today's podcast, if you've been enjoying our podcast series, Please go over to Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review. That'll sure help us out. We'd appreciate it a whole lot. Hello, this is Chad Chancellor, and welcome to this week's episode of the Next Move Group We Are Jobs podcast. Today, we're going to do a little celebrating of Mississippi State's tremendous victory over Kentucky, of the New Orleans Saints' tremendous victory over Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, all while we had our third-string quarterback in there. And we're going to talk a little bit of economic development Mardi Gras. Looks like we might do our Mardi Gras conference, so we're going to veer off our typical path. You know, we do this once in a while. And talk a little sports, talk a little Mardi Gras, talk a little economic development, so on and so forth. But let's start with what happened last Saturday night in Starkville, Mississippi, at Davis Wade Stadium at Scottfield, when the Kentucky Wildcats rolled into Starkville. Ranked what? Number 12 in the country. Alex Metzger, my business partner, graduated from the University of Kentucky. All week he was telling me they were going to run on us at ease. He said they were going to blow us out. They got ahead early in the game, either 7 to nothing or 10 to nothing. I can't remember. He was texting me what a tremendous victory Kentucky was about to have. And from that point on, I don't think Kentucky got a first down until late in the game when we put our defenders on the bench. It was an absolute embarrassment. Of epic proportions, Mississippi State beat Kentucky 31 to 17. We could have beat them however bad we wanted. We had 27 first downs. Kentucky had 14. Kentucky came into this game. Alex said, Oh, we're going to run on Mississippi State. You can't start our run. We ran on Georgia. Kentucky rushed for 66 yards in Starkville Saturday night. 66 yards. My high school team could have rushed for 66 yards. Our quarterback completed 36 of 39 passes for 344 yards. SEC record, 36 of 39 passes for 344 yards. We outgained Kentucky, 438 to 216. Outgained them 438 to 216. You know, it's kind of funny. Kentucky, last year, for those of you who've been following us for a year, Alex got on YouTube and made a bet with me about Mississippi State going and winning at Kentucky. Well, we had just beat LSU, so little did I know that Coach Leach, Mike Leach, it takes him a year or two to get his system in place. 
because the way he passes the ball, the quarterback's got to have time to learn it. So I took that bet, and we went up there and lost. Well, y'all want to know what's happened? Mississippi State and Kentucky since then? All right, we just beat them in football last Saturday. And, I mean, we beat them. It was as if they played in Conference USA. Do you know we swept them in baseball? That's right. Our national championship baseball team swept the University of Kentucky this year. Do you know the last time we played the University of Kentucky in basketball? I was sitting there at the Southeastern Conference men's basketball tournament in Nashville, Tennessee. Mississippi State beat Kentucky that day. Kentucky claims that they own the SEC tournament. That's their personal invitation. We beat them. So the last five times we have played Kentucky in either football, baseball, or basketball, we have come out victorious. And most of the five times we have absolutely whipped them. So I wish to goodness I hadn't been so busy last week. I would have urged Alex to make another bet because Lord knows he would have done it. He was so sure that Kentucky was going to beat us. But it was a thing of beauty. And, folks, let me tell you something. We have got a coach in Starkville. We've got a quarterback in Starkville. Some people have been down on our quarterback earlier in the season. He's starting to see the field. I went to the LSU game and sat with Tim Weston in the end zone area where you can see the field develop, and I saw we had boys open. But Will Rogers was not yet quite seeing them. He is now. I think the Alabama game, even though they beat us pretty bad, I think that helped him. They play so fast and physical. I think after that, Kentucky seemed easy. When Kentucky came in, it was like playing a junior varsity team. So what a tremendous weekend for Mississippi State. We play at Arkansas this Saturday. I think we can beat Arkansas. The thing about this air raid system that Leach runs, you in every game. But here's what I did not know until we hired Mike Leach with a system. We hold the ball. You know, you think passing all the time. You would think that you end up not having much time of possession, you know, because typically a running team has time of possession. We had 40, listen to this time of possession against Kentucky. We held the ball for 41 minutes. They had it 18 minutes. They had it 18 minutes. After Alex said they were going to come in there and run on us. You know, it's interesting. He hadn't hardly answered his phone ever since ball game ended in Starkville Saturday night about 10 o'clock. That's been kind of interesting. So, I was elated and overjoyed with that tremendous victory Saturday night. Not just because we beat them, it's the way we did it. I mean, we were clearly the better team. We looked well coached. We looked like we wanted to be there. The fans ran through it. And so that was a tremendous victory. So then Sunday, go over to the Superdome to watch the Saints in Tampa Bay. Tom Brady's coming to town. And of course, anytime you're playing Tom Brady, you really don't expect to win. You want to win. You go over there with tremendous hope and you're going to put it all in there. You want to win, but you don't really expect it. And the game starts, and all of a sudden, Jameis Winston, our starting quarterback, goes down. Out for the season with an ACL injury. Out for the season. I was under there getting a concession. I didn't see it. I heard the crowd groan. I came back. Jameis was gone. Well, Taysom Hill, our normal backup, he's out for a couple more weeks. So we had to play our third-string quarterback against Tom Brady, arguably the greatest quarterback that ever lived. So I sat there and said, this is not going to end well. All of a sudden, the Saints ended up getting ahead. I guess we got ahead nine points. And I actually went onto my app on my phone and bet Tampa Bay because at that time, Tampa Bay was a big underdog. So I bet $100 on them thinking I'll win 200 here because there's no way in the world we can beat them. And I really thought <laughs> that we weren't going to beat them because we went ahead two points with a minute and a half left, and we were kicking the ball to Tom Brady. Now, anytime Tom Brady has two minutes to go down the field and beat you with a field goal, he's just about going to do it. I've seen him do it to the Saints before. We've seen him do it to a lot of people, particularly the Falcons. It's Falcons hate week in New Orleans. We played the Falcons on Sunday. 
Lo and behold, I don't know what he saw. I don't know what happened. I don't know if lightning struck, but all of a sudden, Tom Brady throws the ball straight to our defender who returns it for a touchdown. It reminded me of the Super Bowl the Saints won when we intercepted Peyton Manning and ran it back. It was such a shocking play because there was no need in it. I think it was first or second down. Tom Brady didn't have to throw that ball. He had all the time in the world. All of a sudden, we score and win the game. So now the Saints are 5-2. and two. We are 5-2. and two. We would be very optimistic if we had a quarterback. So I'm not sure what we're going to do at quarterback. It would suit me fine to call Drew Brees back. Jameis Winston is officially out for the year, so that's not going to work out well. But our defense is playing tremendous. Tampa Bay could not block our defensive line. They couldn't block our defensive line. That ended up really being a difference in the game. That's what obviously caused Tom Brady's interception there at the end. So as I really think about where the season might go for both Mississippi State and the Saints. So Mississippi State still gets to play Tennessee Tech or Tennessee State, one of the minor league teams that'll give us enough wins to make a bowl. So we're going to make a bowl now, even if we don't win any more big games. But we go to Arkansas Saturday. I think Arkansas had their day in the sun. The day they beat Texas and Texas A&M, I think they had their day in the sun. We can go win at Arkansas. That's not going to bother us. We historically win at Arkansas a whole lot. Then we go to Auburn. Auburn really doesn't scare me. That game will probably come to the end. I mean, Auburn certainly can beat us, but I think we can beat Auburn. Bo Nix running around is playing tremendous football, but we'll be in that ball game. And then we end with Ole Miss at home on Thanksgiving night. And certainly, certainly in Starkville, we can beat Oh, mess at home. I hate those Thanksgiving night games. And the Saints are playing Buffalo Bills. And Buffalo's one of the best teams on Thanksgiving night. I'm not even going to get to enjoy the Mississippi State game for the Saints game. I wish to goodness they would get us all of these Thanksgiving games. It's happening over and over and over. I'm tired of it. We're going to take a quick break for a message for our listeners. Be right back right after this. I want to thank LocationOne.com. Some of you know it as Lois for sponsoring today's podcast. In my opinion, Lois is the best buildings and sites database on the market. One of the reasons I think that is it gives you nationwide exposure. So I used to be the economic developer in Paducah, Kentucky, and I made a terrible mistake. I only put my buildings and sites on the Kentucky Economic Development Buildings and Sites database. Well, Paducah bordered Illinois and was within 30 or so miles of Missouri, Indiana, and Tennessee. So what sense did it make for me to not put my bills and sites on a nationwide database? Well, Lois does that for you. Looking back, I should have put my bills and sites on Lois. It's also easy to use for an economic developer. It's just like using Facebook. It walks you through how to insert your pictures and your information and so forth. And the thing I like most It works well on my iPad. If I'm in an industrial building, I want to be able to look at that thing on my iPad. Lois does that for me. Other buildings and sites, databases struggle with that. So if you got 10 or 15 minutes to spare, go over to location1.com, book yourself a demo, and see if this can help your community have more success. I think we can beat Ole Miss. Matt Corral got a little banged up the other day. Now, I believe he's going to play this weekend, but Ole Miss is only favored by nine over Liberty. That's where Hugh Freeze is now. They're only favored by nine over Liberty. Ole Miss won't be able to stop us the way that our offense is now performing as a machine. It's performing like a machine. Ole Miss won't stop us. See, you can't run on Mississippi State unless you're Alabama. I mean, they're about the only team could run on us. Unless you're them, you're not going to run on us. So Ole Miss will not be able to run on us in the Egg Bowl. So you would think that our defense will stop them more than they'll stop us. So I think we'll win the Egg Bowl. So if I'm looking at it, I think we can beat Arkansas. 
We'll beat Tennessee Tech or Tennessee State, whichever one it is. I can't remember which one it is. You figure, you know, you probably lose to Auburn. You beat Ole Miss. We can easily finish this season eight and four, seven and five at worst. Eight and four, seven and five. Go to a nice bowl game. Everybody that watched Memphis play us, we got cheated against Memphis. Our boy down to punt. The referee literally ran in with his arms waving the ball down and then let Memphis get a touchdown. Said he didn't do it. (laughs) You know, with everybody sitting there looking at it. So considering that happened, I think this is a good season. This Will Rogers, to go 36 of 39, I don't care what level of football you're playing in, that was impressive. And Kentucky has a pretty good defense. So to go 36 of 39 was impressive. I think he's going to be in the Heisman conversation next year. So I'm looking for Mississippi State to either beat Auburn or Arkansas, get them an upset there, have a nice win, win the Egg Bowl, and we're all going to consider it a success as we go to the offseason. So as far as the Saints, we play Atlanta this Sunday. Isn't that unfortunate that we would play Atlanta with our quarterbacks all out? I mean, that's about the breaks that we get. Atlanta always plays us tough down here, but they really look bad. I mean, they lost to Carolina Sunday, and I didn't get to watch it because I was going to the Saints game, so I'm not sure how that happened. But Atlanta looks bad. We ought to beat them. But then we go to the Titans. Titans are playing tremendous football, but Derrick Henry's out for the year. So, you know, he's out for the year. He's their best player, so... You would think they would be favored to beat us, but I'm telling you, our defensive line is playing tremendous. Then we go to the Eagles. We'll beat the Eagles. Then we got a two-game homestand in New Orleans. It's going to be a lot of fun. We play the Buffalo Bills, who's maybe the best team in the AFC. On a Thursday night, Thanksgiving night, we play them. Then we play Dallas the very next Thursday night. We got two Thursday night games in a row, the Buffalo Bills and then the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas won. The other night, without the quarterback, Dak was hurt. So you all know I love Dak. I'm always going to root for the Saints first, but my second team now is Dak because he went to Mississippi State and did so much for us. So you figure you'll win one of them, go to the Jets, you'll beat them. Then we go to Tampa Bay on a Sunday night. So we've got some night games coming here. We've got the Thanksgiving night game. Then we got the Thursday night game. Then we got a Tampa Bay game, Tampa Bay at night. And then we have the Dolphins in New Orleans on a Monday night. And, you know, we'll beat the Dolphins. They're not any good. Tua's not playing very well in Miami. They're going to have to move on from him. We have the Dolphins down here on Monday night, December 27th after Christmas. So that'll be a whole lot of fun. Do that game after Christmas. Then we end with the Panthers and at Atlanta. So, you know, you would think the Saints are going to make the playoffs. We are 5-2. and two. As I look at our schedule, we should sweep the Falcons. That'll give us seven wins. We should beat the Eagles. That'll give us eight. I think out of the Titans, Bills, and Cowboys, we'll win at least one. That'll be nine wins. We'll beat the Jets as 10. We'll beat the Dolphins as 11. Should beat the Panthers as 12. So we're looking at either 11 or 12 victories, which will get us in the playoffs. And listen, Sean Payton, I know he's had some struggles in the playoffs, but when it comes to a regular season coach, is this man the greatest that ever lived? I mean, he now, without Drew Brees, he has won in the last two or three years probably 80% of his regular season games with backup quarterbacks. I'm talking about when Drew Brees was not playing. He's won about 80% of them. And so you just can't find a better regular season coach than Sean Payton is. We're going to take a quick break for a message for our listeners. Be right back right after this. Hello everyone, Gabby Molise here to highlight this week's Executive Search Spotlight. This week we are going to spotlight the East Central Indiana Regional Partnership as they are seeking a new president and CEO. 
For those of you who are unfamiliar, the East Central Indiana Regional Partnership consists of nine counties. This area offers choices from rural towns or medium-sized cities, all within proximity to big city amenities in Indianapolis and Fort Wayne, Indiana, Dayton, Cincinnati, and Columbus, Ohio. It is a really great area and an easy sell with low taxes, affordable land, housing, and close access to great higher education. This region and East Central Indiana features fully developed industrial parks and available buildings, all with an impressive grid of rail and highway connections that provide quick access to interstates. Pay will be up to $130,000 based on experience. And to learn more, you can visit thenextmovegroup.com backslash ECIRP or contact Brittany McCoy with The Next Move Group with any questions. Speaking of New Orleans, we're going to end with talking about Mardi Gras. So the mayor of New Orleans has said that Mardi Gras is going to be on. So we actually sent a survey out to a number of people in our emailing list this week saying, would you be interested? So typically every two years, we've had a Mardi Gras conference in New Orleans the Thursday before Mardi Gras Day. Thursday before Mardi Gras Day is kind of the last day in New Orleans before it gets really rowdy. So you can come and actually enjoy a family-type atmosphere and go home if you want to or stay if you do. So we have typically had a deal where we had a site selectors panel. We had some manufacturing companies here. We had some economic development panels. It's a whole conference. And then go to the Mardi Gras parade that night so people get to experience Mardi Gras. So we were going to put it off. We'll see, we're supposed to do it this year. So the last time we did it was 2019 because we usually do it every two years and COVID put it off. But we were thinking with the Delta variant, we weren't going to do it. But the mayor just came out and said that Mardi Gras is going to take place. They have actually lifted the mask mandate in New Orleans. So we sent out this week a survey to a lot of people and have received overwhelming responses back saying, yes, we want to do it. Y'all have it. We will come. So right now we're looking at, we need to plan this thing in May. (laughs) It's November. So right now we're looking at spaces from a hotel perspective where we can have this. We want to have an event overlooking St. Charles in a hotel so that people can actually view a parade, but have a hotel type, you know, because if it's raining or cold or whatever, you don't freeze to death. And then we're actually looking at, we've already got a couple of site selectors who are committed to coming and speaking. We've got one of the biggest deals in the country. We're going to have an analysis of it with the local economic developer, hopefully the power company and folks who did it. One of those four deals that you just recently heard about. And so we're building our agenda now. So stay tuned. We hope to have it all built by Thanksgiving because we are getting such a late start but that'll be, we're working on it every day now. If we see that there's any, you know, spike in COVID or whatever, we will cancel it. But as of right now, we're going to have it. We weren't going to have it, but people kept asking us about it. And we sent this survey out and we got overwhelming responses back saying y'all ought to go and do it. So you might want to pencil in Wednesday and Thursday, February 23rd and 24th. Again, it's not open for registration yet. We're still securing the hotels and so forth, but you might want to pencil that in because that's when we will have it. Typically, we have quick 30-minute sessions on a variety of topics. The site selectors panel might be an hour because I'm tickled with the site selectors so far who've told us they're coming. Might make that an hour. And then typically, we have very fast-paced moving sessions where we'll talk about everything from how to work on our workforce issues as a country to how to do site preparation work to how much industrial space is costing now with all these construction. You know, we might have a session on the supply chain. Just got an email saying, can y'all have a session on economic development, strategic planning, the importance of that and getting everybody in town on the same page. So be looking probably between now and Thanksgiving, we'll send you an agenda and open that thing up for registration. 
and hopefully you'll come on down here to New Orleans and enjoy Mardi Gras with us. So thank you for listening this week. It sure is fun when Mississippi State wins, especially when we beat Kentucky. It's not like we beat Vanderbilt. And then when the Saints win, it's not like we beat the Jets. We beat Tampa Bay. So to have a Mississippi State-Kentucky victory and then a New Orleans Saints-Tampa Bay victory, that was a pretty good week. Thank you all so much.